This is the Tom Bigby Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Evans, and I write about Columbus, a small town in Northeast Mississippi. Today's episode is Nancy Does a Runaround. I spent today examining the check ledgers again, and boy, does that mess make me cross-eyed. I contacted the developer of the River Ridge condo where the CVB offices are to try and make sense of some of the expenses on the CVB's ledger. As discussed yesterday, the ledger is a mess. So I made some calls today to try and figure out the HOA questions I had in hopes of figuring out some of the extraneous capital expenses I had. I had some questions about and some of some of the things I found that are related to Carpenter's access to HOA funds or being paid by the HOA. For clarity, she is not currently responsible for anything at the HOA except voting at board meetings. However, it's not always been that way. At one point, Carpenter, or rather somebody at the CVB who worked for Carpenter, oversaw all building repairs, elevator service calls, HVAC, and grounds services. But then the CVB board got wind of an employee working on the CVB's clock while getting paid for doing the HOA's chores. The HOA then outsourced the management of service calls and repair. Problem solved. So where do all these other fees go then? That is still a puzzle to work out, but time will tell. Or the sign back in front of those checks will tell. That leads me to two very large amounts paid for professional services on the check ledger. Those are attorney fees and accountant fees. The attorney for the CVB and formerly also for the foundation is John Brady. He's a highly respected lawyer who works for the firm Mitchell, McNutt, and Sams in Columbus. Every dealing I've had with Brady has been above board professional. And for an attorney, okay, I'm joking, he's personable, despite his questionable taste in college football. But I digress. Carpenter and the board have spent more than $33,000 just for his services. One of the services he provided was asking for a state ethics ruling on the conflict of interest on the CVB board and director also being the same at the foundation. They then split away immediately before they even got the recommendation from the ethics board and told Carpenter she would no longer be paid as director of both. That was when she also tried to give the Tennessee Williams house to MDOT before the CVB board intervened as mentioned in an earlier episode. And here we are almost a year later and Nancy Carpenter has completely disregarded the state ethics advice and has gotten herself appointed on the foundation as its newest director while still director of the CVB. That was a huge waste of $9,000 in attorney fees of those 33,000 that were spent total in the recent fiscal year. John Brady stays firm, stays fairly busy at the CBB, keeping the elected officials like Brooks and Kabir 
away from trying to unduly influence the CVB board and reminding Carpenter that Brady is the board's attorney and not hers. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at the executive session of the CVB when she demanded he either sue the Tom Bigby Tales or send a cease and desist letter for our investigations. Brady apparently told her that he did not represent her, but also she was an official of a government entity and she would lose in court and just be wasting her money and her time. Carpenter does not seem to grasp that the minute she put herself in all those national magazine ads for the CVB, she also then became a public figure and no longer a private citizen. Apparently, Carpenter was extremely annoyed the board's attorneys did not jump to her beck and call and defend her, quote, honor or whatever she wants to call her fragile narcissistic ego. Gone are the days of Nancy being blameless before a weak board in a pandering board attorney. This board and this attorney is on to her. This board has integrity, honor, and grit, and they are intent on a healthier, more involved, and robust board presence at the CVB. The days of the Nancy Carpenter show are definitely numbered. I know of lots of people counting off the days on her six-month calendar contract, like they are counting the days to Christmas holidays. Can you imagine being that disliked by your peers? Then there is the accountant bill. T.E. Lott is a local accounting firm filled with highly competent and specialized CPAs, bookkeepers, account specialists, and accountants. They do work for just about every business and nonprofit in the county and are widely respected. The CVB entrusts their accounting and bookkeeping needs with T.E. Lott as well, so much so that last year they paid the firm over $44,000 in fees. Why was there, Why were their services so expensive? Well, mostly because Nancy Carpenter treated them like a Burger King drive through where the CVB Queen Bee, of course, wanted every interaction to be her way. She would call email multiple times a month requiring checks to be cut. Each interaction and request for a check to be cut is a billable event. These multiple events add up quickly in a month. It's easy to see with Carpenter's haphazard billing and coding and invoicing practices how this bill grew so rapidly each month. The board recognizes that a $43,000 accounting bill is not a healthy or sustainable practice. And so the board's new treasurer has met with the accountant at the direction of the board to explore ways to reduce future fees by fewer visits. A new billing protocol was established more in keeping with other organizations similar in size, check writing, billing, frequency, and budget needs. The new guidelines are based mostly in common sense. The guidelines are as follows. All invoices requests will be reviewed, coded, and approved by the CEO, carpenter, and the treasurer. Then those invoices will be sent on the 15th of each month to the accountant, who will cut the checks in two to three days 
and send them back to the CVB, where the treasurer and CEO will then sign those checks. And then they will be uploaded in the secure pay system that the CVB has through their bank by the 20th of each month. That seems straightforward and logical to me. But I can bet you Carpenter hates this new system as it requires she not only plan ahead and be somewhat organized, but that she actually do her job. It also requires work orders, purchase orders, invoices, and requisition orders be attached to each of those check requests. It requires a level of transparency Carpenter has never been required to provide. It is a breath of fresh air to see the new treasurer, Quinn Brislin, provide structure and support and accountability for how our hard-earned <coughs> tax dollars are spent. Brislin is modeling for Carpenter and the rest of the board what integrity looks like and how healthy working boards actually operate. For the first time in a long time, I am optimistic about the future of the CVB. Finally, the CVB has a board that operates in transparency with a respect and appreciation for the stewardship responsibilities before them. They are laying a strong foundation for the future CVB director who will replace Carpenter in six short months. Whoever that person is, I sure hope they are a strong and stubborn individual because Carpenter's going to make their life hell. It won't be easy as Carpenter will mostly, most certainly try and, in the meantime, torpedo any and all efforts to change the formerly lackadaisical and, frankly, unethical counting, accounting and business practices of Carpenter and, and her office. But this board must hold her feet to the fire if they have any hope of turning this mostly sinking ship. Mark my words, she will double down on her efforts to spend and move money at will, all while working behind the scenes to remove as many board members who voted against her one-year contract as possible. Regardless of what Carpenter told her fellow tourism industry pals in Meridian at a recent convention, she is not going willingly. I hope the board is aware of her backdoor ways and are vigilant in their fiduciary oversight of the CVB funds and the funding they give the foundation. She is not to be trusted and will try and do much dam as much damage as possible to the CVB over the next six months, all while feathering her nest for her future at the foundation. Cross your fingers that the foundation is wise to her sticky fingers and will give her the boot in six months or less, too. Until next episode, this is Shannon Evans and the Tom Bigby Tales. Please like and share to help grow our audience.